Well, let's talk a little bit more about this uh, ark uh, that's uh, near the city of Kherson. Uh, yeah, the, the one near the uh, Crimean Peninsula. Okay. So, so that ark, the, the big one that you gave me the coordinates to, that's uh, buried under the Olenshki Sands National Park, mm-hmm. and it's a desert. It's the only natural sand desert in Ukraine, and it's kind of always been a, a mystery to the scientific community how that area became a desert. And you know, the explanation is. Uh, that while it was overgrazing by sheep, which sounds ridiculous, but, but nevertheless, <laughs> that's the official explanation. So, you know, why why would why would the land directly above this buried space ark be a desert? This particular ship has a protecting mechanism that makes everything that is above it or around it dry. I, I think it's a type of radiation that it emits. And it's stronger than other ships. It, it's way stronger. There's a there's an arc in Brazil. I don't know if I gave you a coordinate. Over there in um, Cardos Novas is by Goiania. Um, you can see that it's like a plateau-looking thing, but it's still green. But it's turning to like a a, a desert area similar to Oleski Park. But now is even activating more and in this arc it was actually activated one of the first ones that were activated but nobody haven't noticed it the military noticed because they go there for training sometimes you're listening to exopolitics today with dr michael sala your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human extraterrestrial global and political agenda Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Well, I'm very happy to have uh, JP back to ExoPolitics today. He's got some updates to share with us. And uh, JP, well, uh, welcome back and uh, looking forward to hearing from you. How are you doing, Dr. Michael Sala? Thank you for the opportunity. Well, do you want me to just ask some questions, specific questions about this uh, Ukraine arc that you were told about? I mean, you you began by telling me that you had been given coordinates about uh, close to a month ago. So, you know, who gave you those coordinates and, and what were you told? It was a, a friend of mine from the Air Force and he he gave me the coordinates and then I I told him why are you giving me these coordinates? He's like, hey, there's an arc there and we're going to have to be protecting that that particular arc. Um, I remember me telling you when I went to the arc of the Atlantic, when we went there, I remember telling you that, yeah, um, the Russians and the Chinese was with us um, in that arc. And we went down to the Atlantic together and we were in ranks. But I remember also telling you this was pushed like we did not really want uh the russians down there with us um to share the information not unless they let us in russia into their arc because they have an arc in russia as well and we told the russians hey if you let us in your arc in russia we're gonna let you in our arc over here that we found the Atlantic, that we had a ship on top of it for or I don't know how long. 
since 2014, since, since I think I got taken there the first time when it was not um, activated. But now that they're activating and all these arcs are activating, the one in Ukraine activated as well. And they did not want, like, how can I put this? The United States, they know that the that arc in Ukraine is one of the biggest arcs that we have on Earth. It, it, it's bigger than the one in the Atlantic, and it's slightly bigger than the one in the moon that we have there. So this arc is a big deal. It has one of the biggest libraries of biological life forms that we had in Earth history. And this library that they say that it, this arc has is a huge room with capsules of all kind of seeds of plants and plant life. It's not like um biological like it's not like um mammal or not. it's only plant life. But these plant life they have properties that can help humanity a lot in, in different ways. So it has a big big library of seeds that is it was in these capsules in this particular arc in Ukraine. And I think the the arc that they found in Russia it also has a li a type of library but that library is a library of some sort of technology that the Russians they don't want to share with us yet until they they took it over the Ukrainian arc and right now they're doing research without the Americans or the Chinese and they're doing their their research on their own right now we're trying to get in there and we will try to get in the arc um an incident happened that Americans we jumped to one of those arcs using a jump room that each arc has and right now we we, we don't hear nothing about them uh, we don't know if they're you know hostage or they're working together but right now we don't know what's going to happen to them so just and, to clarify I just wanted to be clear. So the the arc the arc that you travel to in the Atlantic Ocean that one um, is filled with uh, writings, hieroglyphic writings, cultural remnants, and you talked about it having a portal. And and there's other uh, the other arcs have similar portals where you can travel point to point instantaneously. The the arc in Russia is filled with ancient technologies. The arc in Ukraine is filled with. Uh, biology, plant life, and so forth. So did you hear this like from your Air Force colleague that was also, I guess, part of these missions? Or did you hear this from the mission briefings? Because you, you said that you've attended mission briefings. Yeah, um, more more like the mission briefings. They were talking, when we were in Atlantic and that um, arc over there, they were talking about, you know, all these different arcs. And, and I told you, and I gave you the coordinates. And and our next step was going, we were going to go to the Ukrainian arc, to that coordinates that I gave you a month ago, before all this happened. And we kind of knew, because the the arc in the Atlantic, it was pushed, like, how can I say this? Like, they're not blackmailing, but the Russians, they brought their ships, like, they surrounded us, and they wanted the Russians to go down to this Atlantic arc to see what they could find. But there's an area that was closed out 
that the Russians did not go to that is really, really also filled with technology on the Atlantic arc that is similar to the Ukrainian arc. So there's an area also in the Ukrainian arc, but I, I don't think they can get access. They're going into the arc without, basically without permission, without the access, that, like they're pushing their way in the arc. And what we don't want to happen is that they destroy while they push in and not having the access that they, they, they really have, that they will destroy some historical finds that we could find. When you push your way in and use bombs to push your way in or um, door bombs or, or like those square little bombs like to push your way in to keep going deeper, you destroy uh, what is the craft itself. Because once, how can I put this? Once you, you destroy certain parts of crafts, it, it keeps shutting off. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say, but it, it shuts off by by sections if you destroy certain parts of the craft. And right now, on the Ukrainian craft, there's an area that is becoming dark. It's not becoming warm no more. So what's happening, I think they're they're forcing their way in the Ukrainian arc. And they're shutting down certain sections of it because they're being forced in there. So I think it's a defense mechanism of the arc to shut down and to stop getting this, giving the heat and, and stop turning on. And what we're scared of that if we lose that arc and it shuts down, we're not going to have the information to connect to the other arcs. That's what we've been doing. We've been connecting arcs to arcs. And we've been having um, information connecting arcs to arcs about the past and about different solar systems and all that, where these arcs have been. And so this, this arc, yeah. So I was just going to say, so these uh, arcs are kind of like part of an integrated network sharing mm. information, which would be for the benefit of humanity if we began cooperating. But what you're saying is that uh, the arc in Ukraine, uh, because the Russians have intervened militarily and have taken over the area and they're using explosives or they're using kind of kinetic means to get access to this arc, that that's leading to it shutting down. And of course, that impacts the entire network. Well, in, the, in, in Ukraine, there's actually two arcs. There's one that I gave the coordinate, but the other one is is smaller. It's way smaller from that one. It's like probably a quarter of the size of the coordinates I gave you. But this smaller arc is really important also. But I do not know the coordinates of that arc. So maybe in the future when we see where the Russians are going, because, you know, where they're coming from the south, they're coming from the east, and they're coming from the north. So. This smaller one, I don't know if it's by Kiev. What is that city that they're getting close with? Uh, uh, Forty mile long convoy. Oh uh, yeah, I I always pronounced it Kiev, but now the Kiev. news reports call it Kiev. So I'm not sure what's Kiev. going on there. Kiev, Kiev. So I think it's closer to there, the other arc. And I I, I just hope this arc is not under the square of Kiev. And that's what they're trying to protect. And 
one of the reasons I believe this art can be under the city of Kiev is because it gives out an energy to learn, to invent, to to teach, to to fight for. But I, I, I don't want to connect that to that, but there's some other arc, but my belief is is in that area, in, in that mm -hmm. area where that convoy is heading to. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this uh, arc uh, that's uh, near the city of Kherson. Uh, yeah, the, the one near the uh, Crimean Peninsula. Okay. So so that arc, the, the big one that you gave me the coordinates to, that's uh, buried under the Olenshki Sands National Park. Mm -hmm. And it's a desert. It's the only natural sand desert in Ukraine. And it's kind of always been a, a mystery to the scientific community how that area became a desert. And, you know, the explanation is uh, that while it was overgrazing by sheep, which sounds ridiculous, but, but nevertheless, <laughs> that's the official explanation. So, you know, why, why, would, why would the land directly above this buried space arc be a desert? This particular ship has a protecting mechanism that makes everything that is above it or around it dry. I, I think it's a type of radiation that it emits, and it's stronger than other ships. It, it's way stronger. There's a there's an arc in Brazil. I don't know if I gave you a coordinate over there in um, Cardos Novas is by Goiânia. Um, you can see that. Is like a plateau looking thing, but it's still green, but it's turning to like a, a, a desert area similar to mm -hmm. Oleski Park. But now is even activating more. And in this arc, it was actually activated one of the first ones that were activated, but nobody haven't noticed it. The military noticed because they go there for training sometimes. And they knew about this arc, similar to the arc of the Atlantic. We knew an arc was there, but we did not know it was activated. So people knew there was an arc there. There was something there. There was something there. When we, when they figure out that that arc was there first, I think that's when they tried to get because Crimea was one of the first places they invaded and they got. So they tried before to get this arc but it was not activated so once it activated that's what triggered wow this arc is something we knew that we had to go a little bit more farther north to get this arc you know let's now let's get this arc so once the russians brought the information back i guess to the kremlin or somebody over there about what they found in the Atlantic and what they saw about the junk rooms and all that that's when they decided to push in and I guess to not make it obvious, they're pushing from the north, they're pushing from the east, and they're pushing from the south to not make it as obvious. But as you know, the most land they got is from the south, going up to um, Crimea and more of that area where the Black Sea is. But the activation is caused by a, a type of radiation and the reason the desert is like that is because of the of the radiation that gives out. Yeah, that is uh, very fascinating. Uh, people 
have tried to explain why this is a natural sand desert in Ukraine, but there it is. It's uh, directly over an arc. And, and looking at the geography of it, uh, when you see it on the Google Maps, it's a circular area. I think it's around uh, 40 kilometres square. So it's only it's only about seven miles uh, wide or di in diameter. So yeah, it's uh, it looks like there's some kind of circular object, or there could be a circular object buried underneath it. And if it's emitting some kind of uh, energy, then uh, things don't grow. I, I kind of that makes me that reminds me of the. Uh, what is it, the crop circles, that when the crop circles are created, uh, they also emit an, an energy and people that go into the into the area of the crop circles kind of get sick or they mm -hmm. can get sick. So it sounds like this is what's happening there under Oleshki Sands with this uh, arc that's uh, now activating. But there is micro um, habitats. That's what's interesting. That is really rare. These micro habitats, they're scattered around in uh, on these sand dunes, and they live. They they exist, and it's these micro habitats are really rare in that particular area. Like it's really rare, and they actually build forests. They actually planted forests for it to not keep spreading, because it was even getting bigger. But the, the Russian, I mean, the, the Ukrainian government, they, they started building forests around it. And it stayed like that. It stayed on um, that particular shape. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, it, you know, what really gives um, credibility to what you're saying is that, you know, the fact now is that uh, Kherson, the, the city and the administrative area, they call it Oblast, the Kherson Oblast, uh, which includes this Olenshki Sands National Park, that that was the first city captured by the Russian army in this incursion. So you have to ask yourself, well, why why was that city given priority? Why not another city? You know, even though they are heading towards Kiev, but this city has been captured, and yeah, the the space arc under the Olenshki Sands is now under the control of the of the Russian military. So. When you were give, being given briefings about the different arcs, were, were you told that the, the portal that connects uh, the Atlantic arc with the moon arc and the other arcs, were, were, there, were there covert teams that went into this arc under the uh, Ukraine or under the, the um, uh, Olenshki Sands? Yeah, yeah. There was a team, American team, that went there. But we, we don't know what's happening with them right now. They're not communicating back. But now with, that's one of the reasons I think um, Elon Musk is trying to help out to see if we can get this communication back over the Zolesky Park and in the middle of Ukraine to see if we can get this communication back with these guys that went in there. It, it was a group, I think I, was, I told you that they went to a mission, but I did not go to this mission. And that was the mission to go into this. They jumped into the Ukrainian arc. Wow, that's that's interesting. And the guys that did go on that mission, they're still there, and they presumably are trapped, or is, could they have been captured? You think they've been captured by the Russians? Um, really, really, for me, I think we're still working together on this. 
But what it looks like is that they're trying to figure it out, the Russians, but they don't want to give information out about what they're finding. They don't want to spread it out until it's concrete. I think the Kremlin wants to give the news that they found these arcs. And Vladimir, you know, the Vladimir Putin want to give this speech about what they're finding. And I think there's a fight of who tells this information first. It's a mm -hmm. historical, you know, print kind of thing, you know. But I, I still believe they're still alive, not captured, because they're they're smart people and they have knowledge. Because all these arcs, they're kind of built the same way, but this one in Oleski, um, Sand National Park over there in Ukraine, is kind of way bigger than all the other arcs. But it's still laid out the same. The dimensions are bigger, but it's still laid out the same, the, the areas and all that. Mm -hmm. So we're just waiting. If, if we don't hear from them, these guys that jump to the arc, we're going to have to go in there. And and that's what I'm hoping not it will happen. Okay, so so you're saying that that would actually be grounds for an American incursion into Ukraine? Uh, mm -hmm. Would the Americans kind of come in through that portal? Or are we talking kind of kinetic action to intervene militarily in that area of Kherson? Right now, like you know, they're trying to push a no-fly zone. Mm -hmm. If they push a no-fly zone, that's when we can do probably other type of jumps or something like that to go in there and to see what's happening. But right now, they're not giving the green light to go into these arc, the arc of Ukraine right now. Um, they have control and they're not letting the Americans or the Chinese to go into this arc. And we really, really wanted to know the connection of all these other arcs and why this big arc is so important. That's fascinating. Now, you, you say that SpaceX is involved and that the real reason for SpaceX offering its communication satellites to the Ukraine is uh, maybe not so much to like uh, assist with their downed communications, but more to help locate these missing uh, American uh, covert team that's operating uh, under the ground there in uh, Kherson. Under in in the uh, Olenshki Sands uh, arc, mm -hmm. so I mean that th that raises the question. Well, is there something about the Starlink satellites where it is the communication system it creates is uh, enables you to kind of like communicate uh, in areas where normally, say, normal EMF wouldn't get through? Yeah, it, it penetrates deeper into the ground the the the, the technology that it has is different it, it is uh, is really technology that they also use in in in, in genomade and in the moon they also use this type of technology in around jupiter so uh, i won't be surprised if if that we're using ones that we use the type of ones that we use around Jupiter that they got transferred over here. And after a couple of them got destroyed from when, when they first started separating. So essentially this 
uh, Starlink satellite system that Elon Musk has set up, it's using some new technology that's, like you say, is used uh, for the, for these covert missions to the moon, to uh, Ganymede and deep space, where it's able to uh, penetrate deep underground. So mm-hmm. that raises the question, is this really a, a quantum communication system using quantum, quantum entanglement, quantum uh, teleportation, where light, light photons are what are transferred and that's what creates the, the communication, whereas EMF is blocked by... Faraday cages and all of that, so it's not it's useful. A, it's, a, it's a type of quantum communication also that the Chinese have, have developed, but they never deployed theirs. But Elon Musk deployed it before them. But yeah, it's a kind of quantum entanglement um, communication type of communication. That's fascinating. So is, is that why someone tried to take down the uh, Starlink satellites? You know, the 40 were seem to have been shot down or they they crashed do you think it might have been because someone is not happy the deep state is not happy that uh this quantum communication system is being created for starlink there was um decoys that they were made they're made and pushed out just in case something like that happened so there there was decoys satellites that were not satellites that also was deployed just in case so when these um satellite move in position they, they, I guess they moved the decoys before moving the real satellites into position to see what would happen. And they knew that once they moved the decoy closer, they got destroyed. So the, the original satellites are still there. So it's kind of cool and smart what Elon Musk did by doing these decoys of satellites um, to see if they would get destroyed or not. So... He thought of head by doing that. Uh, do you have much more time? I mean, how much more can we go for? We can go a couple more minutes. Okay. So I want to finish off then by, well, what do you think your next mission is going to be? Have you been given any heads up as to your next uh, mission to an arc? Right now, I don't know if it's going to be a mission mission. Right now, we're just concentrating on what's happening over there in Ukraine. So everything is at a pause right now. So I haven't been told nothing. So mm-hmm. we just wait what the president of the United States decision, you know, as commander in chief, what he does with his decisions. And we just have to follow everything that he says and tells us to do. For now, everything is at a pause because of the situation that's happening now. Do, do you still think that at some point these uh, space arcs are going to start floating into the air and they're going to be seen? And do you think this Ukraine arc is going to be one of those? I think it's going to be a moment in time, yes, that these arcs are going to fly up and everybody's going to see them. Yes. And uh, the U.S. military is, and I guess maybe Space Command, is ready for this or they're anticipating this mm-hmm. i mean that's uh, you've been told this in the briefings that this is likely to happen it, it might happen but before that the ships that are in the vicinity of jupiter they're going to get closer and those ships are going to get closer before these arcs come up so when you say these ships you're talking about the this fleet that came in that elena Danans called them the intergalactic confederation that that 
that is being tracked by Space Command and they're going to start coming towards the Earth soon and then things are going to start activating, floating oh, yeah. and, and then, wow, that's going to be an amazing uh, experience for the whole it's planet. It's going to be like a, a shocking thing like Independence Day. It's going to be crazy. But nothing is going to come out and, and try to destroy us. It's going to be the opposite. So they always painted a, a narrative that aliens are bad and all that, but it's going to be different. And also, the arc on the moon is getting in deeper into the moon. We don't know why, but it is activating, but it's getting pushed in to the moon. So this is something that is not anything to be feared. We can expect as these arcs activate and start flying and as this intergalactic confederation or the this fleet of these advanced ETs get here, it's going to be much more of a kind of peaceful, uh, almost like an awakening thing for the entire yeah. planet. Yeah, it is. Well, well, thank you, JP. That's uh, incredible information. Thank you for all your service to the country and I uh, hope to hear from you in the future. Appreciate it, Dr. Michael Isala. Thank you for the opportunity. And for those, like I always say, that have this type of information, Please come out and don't be scared. You could be anonymous and just come out and give out the information because everybody needs to know what's happening. Thank you, JP. To learn more about Ukraine and what's coming in 2022 and beyond, I recommend my February 26th webinar, which is now available on Vimeo. Please remember to like and subscribe to my ExoPolitics Today podcast to receive further updates.